So welcome to you all. This is today's I Love Real Estate student success story. We're going to be sharing some very interesting, very interesting story, this one. Uh, and I've just spent a bit of time having a bit of a chat with Kelly and we're going to, going to introduce her and she's going to get on and share what she has been doing. <laughs> welcome, welcome, Kelly. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. It's great. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really interesting and exciting. And I'm, I'm sure everyone here is going to get a lot out of this as well. So um, probably the best thing to do is let's, let's start at the beginning, Kelly. When you, when you and Liam first kind of like, oh, actually, before you started, you, um, you were in a bit of a situation, weren't you? Yeah. So um, I guess going back to before we joined, I love real estate. So um, I, you know, was pretty excited, went out at 20 and bought my first unit. I thought I was doing awesome, getting into the property game nice and early. Um, didn't know anything about property, just knew that I wanted to be in it. Um, so yeah, went out and bought a unit. Liam did similar, um, went and bought a house. Um, Thing is, we both bought in Mackay, which is a mining town. For me, it was my hometown, so I didn't really know much different. Um, anyway, time passes and the mining boom hits and crashes and both of our properties lose over hundred grand in value. Um, and in that process, um, I guess we lose the, you know, you, lo you lose that money. It's only technically in paper because we haven't sold, but we, you know, the, the value has gone. We don't have equity in the properties. Um, we're both working sort of nine to five sort of jobs, um, trying to look at careers and building those sort of things. Um, and we really didn't know where to go. We, we were, we, we thought property was the answer. And right now it was feeling like, definitely not the answer are you being very polite there in the way you're describing how you feel yeah um i think it would have been more like this to property um won't swear where i think we're live up so <laughs> um but yeah so definitely our opinion of property at that time was not great um couple of benefits i guess um we had seen that you could have positive cash flow um you know, Mackay, the mining towns are places where we, you could see it was a possibility once upon a time. Um, so we did know it existed, um, but at this moment, it didn't feel real. Tough one, hey? Especially kind of like so young and you're thinking you're getting out there doing the right thing and, and you've been slammed. So you're, you're, you're 100K negative uh, on an equity point of view and your negative cash flow by 24K. Is that right? Yeah, well, we were actually negative 100 on two properties. So we're sort of negative 200. 200. Yeah, so we had a little saviour there. Um, Liam had done some work on his house, so it probably hadn't quite been hit as hard. It was still sitting at less than he bought it, but probably not quite the same impact because he'd already done work on it. Um, where uh, the unit I had, um, I actually think, it was probably close to 150 that it had gone at that point. Um, but I just kept not thinking it was real because I hadn't sold. So 
you know, because I hadn't sold and hadn't refinanced at that point, we still had access to a little bit of money that was sort of sitting in it, although that money technically, you know, it technically was a loan against a bank, against a property that wasn't worth what that loan was. So, um, yeah, that's where we were. Not a nice place to be, hey? Far out. So you need to kind of like turn your situation around. So what, what did you do? I mean, like, obviously you're in that situation, you're kind of throwing your hairs up the year. What do you, what do you do then? How do you, how do you, you know, how did you, what was the next thing you did? So we started looking into ways to get educated in property. Um, we found, I love real estate. Um, we went to, at the time, um, the platinum coaches, did regional um, sort of one days and we went to one and went with some friends of ours and um, they convinced us not to sign up. Um, I did that twice. <laughs> anyway, we then decided in ourselves it was the right thing for us. And so we actually booked flights, flew down to Brisbane to go to a one day um, yeah, so we could actually see Dipna and who she was. Um, and yeah, we signed up then and there. So you flew down from Mackay to Brisbane just to see Dimpner so that you could sign up. Yeah. So you clearly, you were, you were committed to changing where, wherever you're at, weren't you? Yeah. Like, I guess we were looking at it from a point, we didn't know how else to change it. Um, we looked at what we could do ourselves and we just didn't even, didn't know what to do. Didn't know where to start. Um, so yeah, it was, I know it was the, to us, it was the only option. Got it, got it. So, um, okay, cool. And that was back in 2016, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, okay, okay. So, what were the things that you first did? Because you did a couple of things when you when you first got involved. You kind of, uh, you know, you, you, yeah. you change, change your living room a little bit, and yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I, we first just looked at like what we were doing. So I guess by first signing up, we, um, for us, it was an investment. It was an investment in our education. Um, and we knew that we couldn't just sign up and do nothing. So we got rid of our couch. Um, we set a desk up in front of our TV, um, desk and chairs. That was the, that was it. Um, also put a table tennis in the background just as something. So if we did need downtime, we had something, um, but making sure it wasn't TV that we're just sitting out in front of watching. Um, and then I guess after work, when we'd finish work and, you know, those sort of things, we'd get in every night and watch the three-day boot camps. Um, I think we watched all of the videos for the three-day boot camps maybe twice um, before we actually could get to a boot camp. Um, we did book in for the first one, um, but obviously being in Mackay, we needed to make sure we could afford to fly down, afford, afford to get time off work, um, all of those things. So, um, but we were like, we were ready. We were, we were doing this. Um, so yeah, so we watched all the boot camps at home, got through everything um, and then finally got down to a boot camp. You're kind of ahead of your time because it's kind of like you were homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess nowadays that seems like such a normal thing to do, but um, for us in that moment, um, we, I, I guess we'd looked at it and we knew that us going to 
you know, the conference and being there could probably have been quite overwhelming for us. Um, so I guess we looked at it as a way of maybe making, trying to make more value out of that live session um, by knowing as much as we could already know before we got there. Mm-hmm. And that kind of paid off for you too, didn't it? When you, when, when you actually came down, how did you find that that boot camp went like, I mean, you know, obviously you sit there. I, I, I got to say, I just, I just, I, I love the attitude here of just, you know, the comfy couch, getting rid of the comfy couch, you know, putting the table there, putting the chair. It's like, no, no, we're going to school. We're going back we to school. Comfy. We did not set it up comfy, but it was like, <laughs> you know, um, I guess we, with the first, very first time we tried to watch the boot camp, um, Liam wanted to lie on the couch and I looked at him and went, no. Nah, this isn't going to work. And he was like, what? And I was like, no, it's like, it's just the wrong, we're not, we're not looking at this correctly. We're like, we, we need to be focused. It needs to be what we're doing, not just part of what happens. Um, and I guess for us at that point, like I wouldn't say anything was wrong with our lives, but we were just cruising. It was just what, whatever happened. We weren't taking action. So the team getting rid of the couch was our first piece of action. Fantastic, fantastic. I, look, I know because Dimna mentions that as well. She says, look, don't listen to these while you're driving a car or you're distracted. Focus and intent. You've done exactly that. Yeah, yeah awesome, awesome. So, and, and how long did you do that before before you actually went along to boot camp? Because obviously you signed up, you're ready to go. Then you, you, you get there, you focus, you get through the training on on. The, you know, on the evenings doing the, you know, your, your homeschooling, you know, with Dimna. H- how long did you spend on that? Because you went through the boot camps twice before you went to the boot camp. I think it was about three months. Um, and I think when we actually signed up, I think the first boot camp was like the next weekend. Um, and for us to go to the boot camp, we'd already flown down to Brisbane, taken a day off work. So for us to try and then do that the next weekend at the time we just we just couldn't make it happen that quickly um so I think it was about three months that we had so as soon as we those boot camp dates came up we just booked it flights were booked so we knew that we had to get through it once before that um and I think when we got through it once we were still like well what percent of that do you think you took in and we kind of went, let's do it again so great love the attitude love that love that learning attitude and so um so what happened? You get along to boot camp. You fly down. How, how did it go? Um, it was, again, yeah, the weekend was awesome. Um, we've been to a few sits um, and we'll keep going to them because they're, they're, like we just love them. But um, so I guess from a from someone like I've not, I've just not done, hadn't done stuff like that before. So you know, just being there and being in that environment was really cool. Um, but for us, I guess the big thing that really hit us was. We just have to. We just have to do it. We have to take action. Um, so we set ourselves set ourselves a goal then um, that we would be within our in our first deal within the next sixty days. Very cool. Sorry, I'm doing a calculation because I'm because I'm I'm wondering why there's you've you've got such a motivation to get through things fast, and I realise that you're losing about four hundred and sixty bucks a week. Yeah, so I guess before we signed up, I don't think we even realised um, what our negative cash flow was. Um, 
it was kind of just happening. We just worked and it was just, they were just bills that were just bills. Um, and I can't remember if it was part of Peck in the Sand, but it was definitely part of that boot camp stuff when we did it at home. Um, and I quite like numbers. So it was, I just sat down and quickly worked it out. And I was like, we're currently sitting at negative 25,000 a year. We're not on big salaries. We're both in the start of our careers. So for us, that was like just a huge amount of money that was going out the door before we even woke up every morning. Absolutely. Wow. Wake up call, hey? Yeah. Mm. All right. So how did you go? You've set a goal, 60 days, go to boot camp. You're all inspired. What, what happened? Did you, did you, did you achieve it? What did you do? Well, we, well, I think after we got home and I know, I think there's a little bit of a come down almost off um, being at the boot camp. Um, it might've been a bit of a, almost like a bit afraid of the goal that we'd set. Um, but we kind of went past and went, okay, what are we looking for? Um, you know, we believe in, I think we actually had heard other success stories. We'd seen what people had done. Um, renovation was an area that we were probably a bit more comfortable with. Um, just for us, there was a, we, we wanted something that was lower risk. And to, to us, that felt like a lot lower risk than subdivisions or strata or those sort of things. Um, and then the other thing, I guess, we in that moment we weren't comfortable looking at joint ventures we wanted to look at something we could do ourselves so that really cut down the options when it came to dollar value on what we could look at um so maybe it was a blessing that we were looking at our options as not being all these options we were kind of cutting it down to what were our options um so we net you know we worked out exactly what we were looking for and we went looking for it mm. Cool, cool. So what now, I think was was Liam's the one, was that the first one that you did when you started off? Yeah, so I guess as part of our, um, like why we were looking for this first deal, um, we were sort of like, well, why don't we look at what we're also living in? So um, during that time, Liam decided to come and live in my place, which worked anyway, because he was there all the time. Um, so we looked at renting out the rooms in his house. He still kept himself a space because he wasn't quite sure he was ready for that commitment yet. Um, but um, rented out all the rooms in his house. Um, and Mackay was a funny market at the time. Um, so you could get a, you know, decent sized house for, you know, two, $200, $250 a week. Um, we were able to furnish rooms, include electricity and internet and rent them for 150 a week. So, um for us that was an option um you know we were sitting in this such a negative situation by us you know by 400 bucks a week that we weren't previously getting is a huge difference um straight away mm. so you, you chunked into that so that that removed a big big portion of the negative gearing didn't it yeah like it it, it definitely helps so obviously we um, actually, sorry, at the start, I think we just did two rooms. Um, so it was about $300 um, and we were still paying obviously like electricity and internet and those things. But for us, where we were, it was money that we weren't getting before. Mm, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Utilize your existing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. So now that you've done that, tell us about the first, that first deal. 
Yeah, so we started looking for a cheap unit to renovate. Um, we found a property that was on the market for offers over 110, I think it was. Um, and it was, it'd been on, it'd been passed in an auction and it was a mortgagee in possession. So we ended up going and talking to the agent um, and we ended up securing that property um, for 85,000. Nice, nice. What's that uh, 25, 25 under, hey? Yeah. Yeah, good, good. And then what did you do? You did a reno, yeah? Yeah, so we set a budget of 15,000 to do a renovation. Um, this place, we never got it tested whether it was they cooked meth in it, but I think they did. Um, so it had the whole place had to be gutted, like even sheets on walls. Um, so we, I guess, with that process, um, we then had to, you know, like we had to get in and get a lot done. So our budget did go over a bit. Um, I guess we didn't quite get get those numbers right. Um, so we ended up spending twenty on renovation. Good to hear. Good to hear. So twenty, and how did it come back? What was the what? What was the end value? Yeah. So we. So I guess our our costs then were sitting at were one hundred and five, and we got it revalued at one hundred and forty. Awesome. And then cash flow. Uh, so I guess the reason we picked this strategy, um, obviously, it was something we could afford to get into, um, but there was also by furnishing it and keeping it. Um, done for that market, we were able to get it rented three twenty a week. Um, so it was positive cash flow about six thousand a year. Nice, nice, good, good, well done. So you've done that. What's it? What's it like for you? For you guys to come and do a deal, and it's like you know what you've you know you you've pulled out some equity and you've got a positive cash flow flip around, especially when you'd started off and you'd kind of been throwing your hands up in the air this stuff doesn't work was, was yeah how did how was how did that change you yeah I guess when we finished this first deal um the thing that we probably the big hit we got like big understanding we got out of it was we now had no money in the deal so we were able to refinance it pull out I think it was about thirty five thousand, which is like the deposit and what we'd spent on the renovation so we now had a positive cash flow of 6,000. I know to so many people that sounds like nothing, but to us at the time, um, it was huge. Um, so we've now got that positive cash flow. We've got no money in the deal. Um, and we can now look at what we do next. Mm. Uh, George was asking, did you borrow any money to buy the cheap unit? So you did, you put a deposit <laughs> in and loaned, yeah? Yeah. Because <laughs> you so, did, um, didn't have the money to pay it out, right? We didn't have the money to buy it. So um, we got a loan on it. Um, in the market, you couldn't get loans that were more than 80%. Um, so it was a 20% deposit. Um, and so the 20% deposit and the cost for the renovation was pretty much what we had. Wow. Okay. So it worked out for you. Yeah. What What did you do then? So after doing it once, we thought, you know what, let's just see if we can do it again. So we went looking for exactly the same sort of product. So we we're looking for pretty much the worst unit 
but still keeping it in town because we knew that's where it would rent better. Um, so we found another one and went to auction. Um, actually, with this one, I'd book, we'd booked in a date with some friends. So my mum actually went to the auction for me um, and I was just on the phone while we were out water skiing. Um, and, yeah, we were able to get this one for $80,000 for another two-bedroom unit in Mackay. So you bought a place while you were water skiing and your mum was at the auction and you bought it 80k while you're water skiing. Yeah. <laughs> were you yeah. were you still celebrating after the first yeah, deal, were you? I think so. Um I, I think you know there was part of us probably that maybe still were unsure if we could even if you could buy it that or if you could do it again. Um so there was part of that. And then I guess the other part was us just being like, well, we've just got to get out and do it. Excellent, excellent. So you've obviously got done cookie cutter, first cookie cutter, and now how did how did that yeah. look? How did that turn out? Because you did a reno on that one as well. And you did the same thing. How, how did that turn out dollars wise? Yeah, so we almost did the same thing. I guess when we because we went over our budget in the first renovation, um, that was somewhere we we wanted to focus. So um, we wanted to try and do it for ten, um, where our last one's budget was fifteen, and we did it for twenty. So instead of us um, replacing everything which the first unit we didn't have an option um, this one we went in and sort of painted the cupboards and painted the bathtubs and painted the walls and anything that could be painted was painted um, and we yes yeah, so we got it done for for the ten thousand um, and then refinanced this one and yeah got it revalued at 160. Ooh, 160 hey with a, with a yeah. 10 grand reno on a, on a, on a say so 80k unit, 10 grand reno, and it comes back at 160. Yep. Nice. And positive cash flow? Yeah. So this one was positive 5,500, I think. Is that? Yeah. So rented for 300 a week. Nice. Nice. Good one. So your, your cookie cutter approach is working. Yeah. And uh, this one, I guess, for us, um, be, because of the numbers and because of how it worked out, it wasn't now just getting us the money we'd put in the deal, but it was actually getting us extra money. So we were now going, you know what, if we were to keep doing this or, you know, going down this path, we could probably look at bigger things and look at, you know, going into something else. But, um, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was, it was really good, this one, when we finished it. Yeah. Now, while you were doing this one, something else came up as well. <laughs> Yeah, so while we were renovating this property, um, well, actually, so I should say when we were renovating the first property, um, the, there was a property in the same complex that um, unfortunately the lady that lived there passed away. Um, she didn't have any um, children and so her sisters were um, trying to deal with the estate and were really just not interested in it. Um, so when, they, when we were renovating that first one, um, we actually went in and ended up speaking to the sister and just saying, hey, you know, if you are wanting to sell, we'd be interested in the property. Um, unfortunately, our budget's only 92,000. Um, and so, you know, having that conversation, if you'd asked me to do that before joining I Love Real Estate, I would have thought you were nuts even th that idea of having that conversation. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, unfortunately, they didn't accept our offer at the time. Um, so we just moved on and went and found this other one. So we've done our second deal. 
Um, but during that second deal, this um, property was going to auction. Um, so it's being auctioned under deceased estate. Um, and uh, to be honest, I was probably a bit tired. I didn't even know if I wanted to go to the auction. Um, the first renovation took us three months. The second renovation took us three months and we were still working on that. So by this point, we were had been sort of renovating for about six months and working our full-time jobs and I, and I was a bit tired. And um, we ended up deciding like, no, we'd be crazy not to go to the auction. Um, and we sort of went, okay, would we still want it at 92, maybe at 90? Um, so we sort of, you know, changed that a little bit. Um, so anyway, we went to the auction um, and we ended up purchasing the property at 87,000. Five grand less, hey, at auction. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now there's, there's something about the properties that, that at that price point in your area, isn't there? Yeah, so I, I, I guess like the reason we were able to get them at this price is that they, they nothing was selling. So, um, you know, we were going to, we were purchasing these properties with no competition because like the, the market, the market had just crashed. The vacancy rates in town were sitting just under 10% vacancy rates. Um, so, so the property market was not looking very good to anyone in, in the area. Um, and I guess because we'd sort of worked out what we could do, that was why we sort of kept going down this path. Um, I guess after purchasing the third one, um, so, you know, I guess with the third one, we went in with the same plan, you know, let's get it renovated, let's get it revalued. Um, and the part that started getting really scary was as we were doing every property and, you know, we would go into the, when we'd meet with the valuers with, you know, the first page being like photos of what the property previous looked like, photos of what it looked like now. Um, and the second page being like market comparisons. So we'd, you know, jump on Harpy Data and grab the what had sold in the area in that time frame. And um, when we got to the third property, um, I went to try and do these market comparisons, but nothing's selling. So even though I'm looking at these comparisons and going how do I compare this to something that is currently selling in the market when you know out of the last seven or eight properties that had sold in the market that were two bedroom units now three of them are our properties that we purchase at these prices so the market data is from you mainly yes and when when you're trying to get a property revalued at the value of the con, in the condition that it is now, but nothing else is selling in that condition, um, I'm no valuer. But like, I, I, for me to try and find them, oh, you, you know, you could compare it to this. I was like, I've got no idea what they're going to be comparing to. Yeah, got it, got it. Wow. Okay. So look, uh, now, Kelly, there's a couple of questions that have come in, um, and one of them is that. Um, uh, now you guys did all the work yourselves, didn't you? Yeah. Pretty much. Was there anything else? I mean, like, is uh, and and you're obviously, you know, you you know, you, you're working. You've got already got jobs. Um, have you got like trades experience? Has Liam got trades experience? Or would, would, yeah, where are you? So, where, is, it, is this all new to you? Or 
So I, um, so I at the time was managing motels. So um, that was sort of the area I worked in. Liam was working in a in the ports out at the mines. Uh, not not at the mines, sorry, like at the coal port. Um, but Liam does have a background, a trade background. Um, but when it came to things like plumbing and electrical, we always got trades in. Um, but the carpenter handy stuff we sort of did ourselves with often maybe the help of a friend like I know when we laid the floors um, in the units like I must say nowadays not a fun job but um, we had a friend come and do it with us and I think when we did the first one we were like do we need to do this again anyway we ended up doing it again for the third one <laughs> but um, yes yeah, so little things like that um, but yeah, all the plumbing and electrical we got and like air cons, that sort of stuff, we got trades in to do those those jobs. Yeah. And and how did it work out lending-wise? Because you guys are both working. So obviously you're, you've got a loan over each of these properties. You can't go more than 80% yeah. from an LVR. So you're pulling out the equity and then rolling it into the next, next deal. Is that right? Yeah, correct. So when it came to um, lending, when it's a loan under, when it's a property under, I think it's 150,000, um, there's a bunch of lenders that won't even touch it. They just don't even want to know about those numbers. Um, so we did get a broker um, involved to try and help us find lending. Um, I guess our, you know, from, we were both young, we're both working full time, we have no children. So serviceability wise, we actually weren't, in too bad a situation um and you know even when we got these revalued the loans on the properties were sort of around 110 yeah so quite quite manageable yeah and i guess you know a lot of, some people might go and get a five hundred thousand dollar loan while we were doing that across three <laughs> three full properties i guess yeah yeah cool cool awesome uh and how did you I mean, you're, you're starting to become a bit of a market ex expert in your area, aren't you? Yeah, so in, we were very comfortable with what we could do, what the market was doing in that area. I got it. So how did you look at it from the from the vacancy rate of the area as well? Yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's, so, a, there's a question here about the units. Uh, if it has high vacancies, how do you mitigate the risk? Yeah, so what with the market being with the vacancy rates, so if we kept the properties unfurnished, um, really struggled to get returns on them. Um, it was still a mining, you know, it, it, I guess it's a port town, um, but it still had a lot of people that would fly in and out for work um, or, you know, particularly because I guess the, I think the population in the town, and I don't know these numbers exactly, but I think the population went from about, 110 to about 75, um, 75, 80,000. Um, so I guess when the population does that, um, it wasn't just miners that left. So the people we were renting our properties to were often like, um, you know, doctors that got a six or 12 month assignment in the town or um, lawyers or teachers. Um, so they were professionals that were moving to Mackay for work, but may not want to relocate their whole life yet. Hmm. Um, so that was what the market needed. The market did not need an empty two-bedroom unit. But the market didn't need an empty anything. Mm. 
This is good. This is good. So you actually you knew what the market needed. You'd done your research. You knew what you know what was needed in the in the area. Yeah. 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 Got it. Yeah. So I guess when we were looking at what we could do, um, I think when we went to the boot camp, um, someone else was doing furnished properties, and we kind of went. That's probably that would work in Mackay. So we went then and looked to see if it would work and the numbers worked and the market looked like it was there and definitely there was still some risk in it, but um, from what we could see that it was a lot lower risk going down that path. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, um, so how did it turn out? Because so that's, that's the last... Uh, was that the last? I'm getting mixed up with a deal. So, so you did you did the the, the, the that that one was at 92. Uh, sorry, and you got it got it for 87 at auction, yeah. and you did the 15k reno on it. How did that stack up? Um, so we got it. Re we did get it revalued at 140, um, and I would say it was a much better property than the second one. Um, it just, layout was better, size was better. It had a lock up garage, um, but I guess it was us. To me, it wasn't surprising that it came in lower since the, um, you know, the market just didn't have sales to keep those sort of values coming coming back. Um, so I guess at this point, you know, we were sort of looking, you know, like that was awesome. We got to redraw on the property. So we've got a bit more cash available to us now. Um, we are getting pretty close to being, I think actually by this point, we might have been neutrally geared. So we'd gone from being sort of negative 25 to now being in a position where we can, we might've even actually been at like positive six or seven, I think by this stage. Um, so our position was so much better. Um, but then I guess we still had my unit, um, which was still negative and still hurting us a little bit. Um, so we then went and renovated it, furnished it and got it set up. Um, the same as, as these properties. So that property I'd paid 275,000 for back in 2010. Um, and it was now probably worth same price as these. So call it 140. Um, the loan against it though, was still sitting at about 190. So on that price, once we um, got tenants in at the furnished price, um, it was $1,000 positive at the end of the financial year. Wow, that's yeah, a I was so, so excited about it. I know it's $1,000, but it was negative before. It was hurting us. So the $1,000 was a win for us. Fantastic, fantastic. So, so you had gone from initially you were negative 24. Yep. And then with that one, with, the, with your existing unit now um, uh, rented and positive, you ended up being positive 17, is that right? Yes, yeah, so once we'd like got, got three tenants into Liam's house, done the three renovations and then turned the unit, like changed the way my unit was running. Um, once we'd completed all of that, yeah, we'd moved down negative 25 to a positive 17. Which is 40, 42, 42K turnaround? Yeah. And how long did that take you? 12 months. 12 months. Yeah. 12 months to go from 
negative 25 to positive 17 hey and you put you yeah. now now what, what what was the what was the equity that you got out of all of those have you done a calculation on all those i, I probably need a calculator to calculate all that um i i did do it i haven't written it down today but it was about 250,000. so you made 250k in a year yeah and you went from negative 24 to positive 17. yeah and that was why you were chosen as one of the success stories. You and Liam were chosen as one of the success stories at the super conference. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty exciting. Um, and, you know, so many people, I guess, might like some people would look at 250 and not think that's as awesome as we think it is. But for us, like it was actually life changing um, because we were in a situation where we couldn't see any other options than what we were doing and getting up and going to work and paying this off and how are we ever going to get out of this to now being in a situation where we had options. Fantastic. Fantastic. So the, the super conference that you were at was it, it, it comes around in November at, at the end of each year. It's called the Olive Real Estate Super Conference and Dimpler puts the word out a couple of months earlier and says, Hey, send in your success stories and, and, and she collates them and then chooses some of them. And you were chosen. Was that the one in 2017, one year later from when you started? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So we joined, I think, mid-year 2016 we didn't get to the to the first boot camp until the end of 2016 and then we presented at the uh super conference in 2017. wow just over 12 months since you joined yeah. fantastic fantastic that's awesome that's so cool and and look you know i've got to say as well you just like like the numbers the numbers are different for everybody you know you're going to have, you know, if, if you're negative, then it's, 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 it's hurting no matter what the numbers are. And so, yeah, yeah. Fantastic job. Fantastic. Um, now, I believe you had a conversation with Dimna at that super conference that might've changed a little bit and might've influenced you a little bit then. What, what happened? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to share that? Yeah. So um, I'm pretty sure she may have even said it on stage in front of everyone, but um, she pretty much said to us, I get what you're doing. I like what you're doing, doing cookie cutter deals, but be careful about putting all your eggs in one basket and you probably need to start looking other than Mackay. Um, and at the time I was like, oh, can we do one more? And she was like, you could probably do one more, but that's about it. <laughs> um, and I guess for Liam and I, that was a big, okay. You know, we know that our risk level isn't, we're not high risk people. So we went, okay, let's really take this on board and let's start looking. So we started looking at the Brisbane market. Um, we looked for quite a while um, and it was really hard for us. Um, we just didn't know, like we didn't know Brisbane. We didn't, like I jumped from a suburb to another and I was trying to really focus, um, but I found it really hard. So um, I ended up putting for, in for a transfer with work and got a transfer to Brisbane. Um, so yeah, we just moved to Brisbane and thought, you know, if we're going to do this in Brisbane, let's get down there and let's actually drive the streets and understand what we're looking at. Um, yes. Yeah, so we moved to Brisbane, um, which was good. Under the conversation that you had with Dintner, it's an interesting point because the one thing I think that, um, was key about what you're doing is you did everything like, you know, you change the situation in regional as well everything you'd done it was, was in a very much a regional area. So, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, okay, cool. So, um, how did you go? What ha what happened in Brisbane? You've obviously you've moved. You're keen to keen to get into the Brisbane market. Um, what did you find? Yeah, so we, I guess we still didn't like we still wanted to look at low end deals, um, which is a lot harder in the city. Um, so we ended up going and looking at Ipswich um, and ended up buying a house in Ipswich. Um, the house was the worst house in not the best area, <laughs> but um, we picked it up for 185,000 um, for a three bedroom house, but it needed a lot of work. Now, hang on. What were they offering? Because if you picked it up for one eight five, because you're you're a negotiator, and it's been mentioned in the chat. I don't know if you've seen the chat, but everyone's like, that's good negotiation. So come on, what what were what were the what was the asking price for it? Uh, the property was on the market for two fifth offers over two ten or offers over two fifteen. Um, but again, we could see. So we we signed up to RP data, um, so we could see on there how long it had been on the market. Um, we drove past the house um, and we could see why we thought people weren't buying the property. Um, so we actually, when we put the offer in, we parked down the street and watched the house and um, they were doing a good trade out of the house. A good trade. Okay. All right. So not you the business got, we wanted to get into. Not the business that you wanted to get into, not the trade that's going to be kind of suitable in the place. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. I understand. I, I, I hope everyone else is picking up what, what Kelly's putting down there. Um, so uh, so you got it for 30K under? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Sarasa, I think I know what you mean, Sarasa was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sarasa, I think you know, and I think everyone else knows what you mean. Okay, cool. So you didn't want that kind of business. So um, now, so what did you do? What did you do to this place? Obviously, you've you've you got some pretty good experience in doing renovations. Did you did you do the same? Yeah, we did. So um, when we first started, uh, look, wanted to renovate it. We were planning to stay in the unit we were living in in the city, um, which a challenge which we knew was there, but we didn't actually really realize the impact. I guess was. Um, the 45 minute drive from our house to the property we're trying to renovate compared to Mackay where everything was like two minutes away um, was actually a really big impact when you're trying to do work after hours, you know, because we're both still working full-time jobs. So when you're trying to do work on, on the weekends and after hours, it suddenly was actually really hard. Um, so coincidentally, the landlord we actually were with ended up giving us notice to leave because his son wanted to move into the property. Um, and we kind of went, okay, guess that's a sign. So we ended up moving into the property we were renovating. Um, we sort of got in and I think we did up two rooms, so like the lounge and our bedroom. So we had somewhere to sort of live while we were um, renovating. Um, the house actually wasn't that wasn't as bad. So we budgeted twenty five for the renovation, um, and we. We'd seen in the past, I guess, the big areas that the areas that costed us cost a lot were kitchens and bathrooms. And we actually didn't even need to do either of them in this property. The kitchen and bathroom are actually already pretty good. Um, they just needed tidying up, like toilets and vanities replaced. And um, we cut a section off the bench top because there was like big axe marks in it. Um, but as a whole, those two areas weren't too bad. So it was really cosmetic, um, you know, floors painting 
lots of lots and lots of painting. Mm. And now this 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 property kind of like there's a few things that changed here too. So you did um, the, obviously the renovations and so forth. How did that how did that turn out? So we were planning to paint the roof in the like yeah paint the roof in the property um, when we purchased it. However, when we did start looking at that, um, it wasn't it wasn't an option. Like we we budgeted to replace a few sheets because we knew we could see that there was some rust. Um, but when the they when the guys ended up up there replacing went to replace sheets, they were like, "This is not a replacement job." Um, so we ended up having to do replace the roof on it. Now it's only a small house, but it's got a pretty good pitch. Um, so that did blow out our budget. Um, we probably could have got away with painting it if we were planning to sell the property. Um, not that I know if that's the right thing to do, but you probably could have got away with it. The roof might have lasted a few more years. Um, but for us, we we weren't planning to sell it. Um, so for us to do that would have only been costing us something now that we have to cost, do again in five or seven years or something. So um, we ended up putting some extra money in the budget. So we end up spending 30,000 um, and getting the roof, roof replaced or well, the sheets on the roof replaced. Yeah, yeah. And how did that turn out uh, on the on the reval? Um, so this property got revalued at 280,000. Ooh, another one. Awesome. So that's another uh, just 60, 60, 65, yeah? Yep. And 80, 85. Oh, was it 85? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Because uh, you got it for 185 and then you spent 30 on it. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 185 and 30 is 215. And then you reveiled it 280. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 280. Yeah. Sorry. You're right. 65. <laughs> <laughs> it's only money. It's only money. <laughs> only numbers. <laughs> So you, you don't need to know your numbers too well to do do well. Yeah, is that what I'm saying? Now, now look, um, there's a couple other things that happened at this at, at this one as well because you moved into it. What's it like? How, how do you how do you juggle? Obviously, living in and renovating at the same time. Um, so it's a, it's challenging. Um, we probably we added to that challenge. Um, so we got the inside completed and we were outside painting the outside and um, anyway I felt pregnant while we were doing this renovation and so I remember one day Liam walking around the corner he's like what are you doing and I'm lying up against the fence just like I think I must have been eight weeks pregnant or something and I was like don't talk to me right now I just <laughs> I can't deal and it, you know so yeah it was a bit of fun but we still got it all painted ourselves and um you know, it was a lot of work, but um, yeah, so that was exciting why we were um, in the process of this, this renovation. Fantastic. I think you just froze there when you said exciting, but that's awesome. Awesome. So, and then that was obviously um, about maybe two years ago, just almost two years ago. Was that right? A couple of years ago? Because now you have yeah, a little, correct. now yeah. you have a little boy, don't you? Yeah, so um, our son Joe is 16 months old. Um, so, yeah, it's however long ago that is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, we were, um, I guess, it's a 
the property was never purchased as a property that we were planning to live in. Um, and we may have even, you know, I, I think I was even like, I'm not living there. I don't want to live there. Um, but when we moved into it to do the renovation and then we were due to have our son and um, I got a bit sick during our pregnancy. So he was actually expected to come a bit early. So we kind of were planning to move back into an apartment in the city and went, you know what, let's just stop and like have, have the baby first Looks and like then move. frozen a little um, bit there. Kelly, I think you might have frozen a little bit there when you said he was expected early. Okay, so um, can you hear me now? Okay. You're back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so he was, um, yeah, so towards the end of the pregnancy, we were planning actually to still move out of the house and move into an apartment in the city. Um, but when we found out he was going to come a bit early, um, we kind of went, you know what, let's just slow down. Let's just, you know, let's have our first baby and, you know, we'll deal with moving afterwards. Um, probably a huge blessing that we weren't aware of at the time. So um, Joey was born in February, 2020. Um, so right when COVID was happening and, you know, that, that impact was happening. So, um, you know, for us, we were planning to move back into an apartment in the city um, where he was, you know, we've got a 600 square block. So for us, we kind of decided, well, you know what, let's not move yet. Let's stay in the house that we've, we've got here. Um, and keep a backyard while we're not sure what's happening, you know. So, um, yeah, so we're actually still in in that house, um, although we still plan for it to be an investment. So we'll see. Cool. But now you've got good neighbours too. Haven't you connected with your neighbours there too? Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things that probably often happens in a neighbourhood, if you buy the house that everyone dislikes um, and make it look, beautiful again um the neighbors like we've got the most amazing neighbors like when we were renovating people were always coming past just complimenting on how good the house looked and how thankful they were that someone bought it and um so yeah we're, we're actually really happy being in the house oh nice that's really cool hey another another extra win there yeah uh, yeah now kelly there's a couple of questions here that i just wanted to 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 kind of cover off on as well one of them was that um uh when you were doing your renovations for your units and you said you furnished them was the renovation cost including the furniture like was that is that a part of that renovation cost like i think you know one of the ones you know you're spending yes, and there's, there's we... an, there was another thing as well because you did that that 10k reno and that changed but just on the furnishes furnishings how did that stack up? Yeah, so we did include our furnish value in the reno cost, um, but we used Facebook Marketplace for everything other than the TV. So when we were furnishing them, we would buy like a $1,000 TV, like a good 60, 50, 60-inch 60 TV and put it up on the walls. Um, but every piece of furniture we bought was secondhand off um, Marketplace or Gumtree or um, something like that. So I think um depending on which property it was and um what we put in them um but maybe sort of two and a half three thousand dollars for furniture wow awesome awesome and can can you just elaborate a little bit about because when you did the first one i think you ended up doing the 20k reno 
and then the next one you were like no no no, we've got to get down to 10k what happened because you you because you were holding them you approached it differently so when we did the second one and we went and painted everything and before we did the third one we sort of compared the two um and we could see that there was going to be maybe not maybe not but we could see room for um issues that would come up with the second unit because of how we'd done the renovation um and i'll say very honestly now um that property has still got the first tenant in it um but when that tenant moves out i'll we will have to look at redoing the shower in that um i've actually repainted the shower floor in that property three times now um because the having a tenant look after a bathtub that's been painted um they just end up using chemicals and things that don't aren't letting it last so for us um if we were holding a property i don't think we would um paint those surfaces um in the future but it all depends on the property and the market that you're looking at and what the use of the property is mm-hmm. excellent and um, now you did a bit of a, um, a calculation of how much time it took as well, didn't you, for your renos? Did you want to share yes. a little bit about what, what you did? I think you've got you've got some very accurate recordings there. <laughs> um, I, do, I do. So when we were doing the first renovation um, and we knew that the numbers were going to be tight and it was a low-end, you know, sort of deal. So one of the things that we were, you know, curious, concerned about was whether we would actually make more money in our day job if we just went and worked overtime doing these sort of hours or whether we'd make more money doing it through property. Um, so every time we went to the property, every time we went to Bunning, we would clock in and clock out what times we were doing. Um, the first property we spent, I don't have the number written in front of me, but it was over 500 hours um, renovating that first property. Um, where the second property, I think it was about 240. Got it. Okay, cool. And and so that's uh, how does that stack up from a work point of view? Oh, smashed it. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. Good. Good to hear. Much good more to than hear. Our hourly rates. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, now another another uh, Jenny was asking. Uh, did you use? Did you do all the all the asset protection with trusts and so forth when you're doing this? Yes. However, I will. I'll, I'll give my exact. So when we purchased the first unit. Yeah, I used the, um, did a structure, all of that, everything exactly, exactly how we've been taught to do it. Did the same with the second one. Um, I then started looking at the ongoing costs of it though. So when we purchased the third property, I actually purchased it in the same structure as the first one. Now I know with I Love Real Estate, like that's not how to do it. But for us, we're looking at two properties that are sort of worth 100 and you know well cost value to us is 100 grand each so it's 200 grand in that trust so for us we were comfortable with them being um their risk being connected um where you know if it was and i guess we did the same so the property we bought in um brisbane our first house is then in the same structure as that second unit so we've got sort of two in structures and then when we've gone and bought our next unit it's in a new it's in a new structure as well. So I wouldn't be putting more than that in a structure, but being the price point that they are, we were comfortable putting two in our structures. Cool. So you you, you did an assessment of your risks 
of that. Yeah. So, and, and you're comfortable with the risk. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and the hours that you were mentioning, that was for both of you too, that 500 hours, that was for both of you with the 250. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, awesome, cool, cool. Uh, now, um, you did do another purchase of another place, but that's kind of sitting there waiting, isn't it? Yeah, so only about four months ago, we purchased another unit looking to do a pretty similar sort of strategy um, down in Ipswich as well. Um, we purchased for 155 um, for a two-bedroom unit. Um, however, when we actually settled on the property, um, we'd been given a copy of the lease that for the tenants that expired in February. So the lease had expired two months earlier. Um, and then when I went to the tenants, they were like, no, here's our signed lease that runs till February 2022. So um, anyway, we didn't look at it like it's a bad thing. We kind of just went, okay, well, we're not meant to do that right now um and we'll look at that when that lease is due to expire cool and so now your life how is your life different because you've got a you're in a far so, better position now aren't you yeah so like financially we're in for us it's chalk and cheese like it's completely different um but the big impact really is just that we now have choices so um, you know, when, when I had Joey, I was like, I'm taking time off. Um, so I chose to have nine months off. I could have gone more or less or whatever, but that was what I wanted. And so I got to, did exactly what I wanted. Um, when I went back to work, I only went back three days initially. Um, and now both Liam and I work four days a week. So I have every Friday off with Joey, who's in the other room sleeping. Um, and Liam has every Monday off with Joey. Um, and neither of us ever planned to go back to work five days a week. Like four days is what we what works for both of us. So that's that's our um, one of our big wins, I guess, um, having that choice and um, flexibility that we can can just work out four days, and we're both happy doing that. Awesome. That's awesome, Kelly. That's so cool to hear. And that's uh, so you can actually spend you know spend time with Joey, obviously, and um, you and you still love what you do work wise, don't you as well? Yeah, yeah, I do. And, you know, I guess moving to when I moved to Brisbane, um, I did change into a little bit. So I actually now work in property management as my um, day job, like my, my teams manage apartment buildings and things like that. So um, yeah, I, I love what I do. I still get to kind of work in property a little bit now. Um, obviously, it's management, not any of this stuff. But um, it's, yeah, I, I really like what I do. So I'm more than happy to still work. <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic. Um, I think I think I'm I'm done. I think thank you so much for sharing. Was it was there anything else you mentioned that you might thought that would be good to add? Because it's kind of like mm -hmm. you've you've spent a, you've spent a, a good hour. You've shared a lot of your story, and you've kind of gone from a real difficult scenario, come in, turn it all around. Um, yeah, I guess for me the big thing is really just about working out what your risk level is, finding a strategy that fits that, find someone who's either doing it, done it, you know, whatever it is, and then try and copy it, try and find that in that area you're looking for, but get in and yeah, get in and give it a crack. Awesome. Awesome. And I love how you've done that, that cookie cutter, cookie cutter, cookie cutter approach. It's just, it's so it's, 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 pretty popular isn't it everyone's doing that cocky yeah. cookie i'm not going to yeah. try to say it anymore but that approach <laughs> yeah yeah so 
yeah and like like I said for us we still didn't want to look at things that were we considered too risky um so we've sort of been sticking with stuff that we're comfortable with but it's working for us and we're really happy with what we're doing well, fantastic. Look, thank you so much. Um, all the best to you, yourself and to Liam as well. It's a shame that he couldn't kind of join you, but he's obviously at work. But yeah. we could do another one on Monday and chat with him. <laughs> but um, uh, no, really, really, it's, it's just, it's so nice to hear. Uh, you've done really well. And, um, and thanks for giving us an update after you shared yourself, um, uh, you know, and, and your story up on stage at the super conference. Um, yeah. Really nice to hear. And I'm sure we'll probably, you know, you'll probably share some more things within the community as well, hey? Yeah, no, sounds good. Awesome. And I don't know if you can see, there's a lot of real kind of positive comments coming as well. Thanks, Kerry. Loved hearing about your story. Thank you, Kelly, from Anna and Jenny. Uh, thanks, Kelly and Michael. Well done, yeah. Kelly, as well. And thanks for sharing. Yeah. A lot of, lot of awesome. good ones. So much appreciated. Um, look, we will leave that there. Thank you so much for joining us during your Friday lunch break. It's now just <laughs> on one o'clock. So um, we'll let you get back to the afternoon on Friday and also the weekend. I hope that's been pretty insightful for you. I just, the, the, the key points that I love about what Kelly and Liam have done is that they have treated the training in a, in a uh, as like a home study. They've, they've, they've stuck at it. They've got that attitude and then they've come back for results and applied. Uh, it's just, it's fantastic to see. So thank you so much, Kelly. All the best. And we'll, um, we'll leave it off there. Hey. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Alrighty. Ciao, ciao. See everyone later. See everyone on Facebook. Thanks for all the comments coming through. Alrighty. See you now.